Blog Talk Radio. In today's episode, we discuss a weekly recap and what we can do with our bullpen and uh, our injury updates. Fans and welcome, hello Diamondbacks fans and welcome back tonight to uh, our Diamondbacks podcast and another episode of Rattle Up. We've got a lot for you this week. At uh, the Diamondbacks are currently playing against, and uh, so I just wanted to start off with the, our injury updates uh, on David Peralta and Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver, uh, the Diamondbacks tweeted he has a a um, mild strain and. Uh, his UCL, and uh, he will be treated conservatively, Lavello says, and a procedure is not a, a plan Yeah. so far. And then uh, David Peralta had a cortisone injection a couple days ago in his uh, AC joint. It, well, the thing with the Luke Weaver injury, as uh, well, welcome back fans to the show, to the Rattle Up podcast. The thing with the Luke Weaver injury, it's, you know, when when you're dealing with the UCL and with all these, you know, and with how you know, rel- or how prevalent Tommy John surgery has been, it's like you you know you, you're gonna plan to treat to do just, just rehab and everything, but then, I mean, there can be setbacks that that can that can come across during the rehabbing process, and I mean, well, yeah, it's it's it. I mean, I it's, I see I, I feel optimistic about his chances of coming back without having to go through Tommy John surgery. I mean, or any procedure at all. I mean, th- you don't know what, what can happen through the through the setback, and he and he also Weaver also said he doesn't know how long he's going to be out for. So, I mean, you just got to hope that his UCL heals uh, naturally and and fine. He said he's going to do the rehab and rehab and just rest instead of opting go for surgery, which hopefully, um, hopefully that works because we've seen Tommy John surgery just just plague all these uh, Diamondback pitchers in the past. Uh, in the past couple of years, Taiwan Walker was definitely one of them. Um, did I think Shelby Miller went through Tommy John surgery? Am I am I wrong on that one? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, and that's kind of what just derailed, derailed his whole career. And yeah, I mean, you see all these young pitchers that are getting Tommy John uh, nowadays. And I mean, yeah, I really hope uh, Weaver is okay because he has what I've seen from him so far this year. He is gonna he is the ace of this pitching staff for the future. After Grinky's gone, whether that be when his contract. Uh, uh, when his contract ends or he gets uh or gets traded, Luke Weaver is gonna be the ace after that because I mean he has just been lights out and uh you know, Diamondbacks fans at the time they get from the Paul Goldschmidt trade, uh, you know, they thought, Oh, it's just Luke Weaver, he's an inconsistent young arm. But I think it's just shown that with the change of scenery and everything, he can he you know, he's actually gotten consistent time to pitch and he has been just completely lights out this year. I but this is one of the things where it can start just being a, just a career uh, problem, you know, that can, that can derail someone's career just because of injuries and stuff like that. So you get to be super optimistic or optimistic, super cautious with this injury. You know, that was like with Shohei Otani, like, you know, were, the angels were are being extremely op, uh, cautious about his, uh, about his, you know, his UCL because yeah, they're letting him hit, hit but they're not going to let him pitch all for us of this year. And who knows how much uh, longer it is until next year. Yeah, there's been so many uh, 
UCL problems and Tommy John's and everywhere, and we definitely don't want to see uh, Luke Weaver go through that. So hopefully he can avoid it and come back and pitch like he has been this year because yeah. he's been pitching well and uh, pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. So we can he can hopefully avoid surgery and not have uh, not be out for a while. That'd be good. Yeah, as we'll score up it here in the bottom of the sixth, Catel Marte uh, led off the inning first pitch home run on uh, to right field off Zach Wheeler, his 13th of year of the year, and he's really making a case to start in the All Star game. I mean, he's already gotten a pretty good amount of votes and a lot of uh, recognition from from a lot of uh, polls that, or a lot of uh, lineups uh, I've seen. But I mean, yeah, he is definitely making his case to uh, start in the All Star game, and I'd be that'd be really fun to see Catel Marte in there. Uh, but yeah, talking about. Weaver, say if Weaver goes down and he's probably going to be out, I don't think this is like a like a like a couple two week thing. He's going to be out, I think, for at least a couple months. And you know, I, hopefully he can be back. He said he's uh, Weaver said he's he's hopeful he's going to be back by the end of the year. But then again, who knows what's going to happen during? You know, maybe he re-injures that UCL or he aggravates something else. Uh, you know, during during the rehab and maybe he's out for the whole year. And and if you know, and right now the Diamondbacks they're really thin on starting pitching. I mean, yeah, they have uh, Taiwan Walker should be coming back sometime here soon. So that that's at least good, but you really, we're really, uh, the Diamondbacks are really bare bones on the starting pitching right now. I mean, yeah, you have, I mean, I have Godley in the bullpen who I guess could start, but we've seen Godley starting. He is not, yeah, no, that's going to be a, that's going to be a no for me dog. I don't, I don't really want him back in the rotation the way he's pitching. I mean, I don't really, unless I'm forgetting someone, I don't really know who on the 40-man roster could really be our, our starter if someone else was were to go down. Because we already have Clark and uh, Duplantier in the in the rotation right now. I mean, I mean, who's it going to be? Um, we also have Andres, who I don't want to see in the start as a starter either. I don't think we have anyone else. I don't even think I really want to see uh, Clark and Duplantier. I don't Duplantier, however you say it. I don't Duplantier. know if I want to see them in the. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see them in the rotation yet either. So uh, hopefully no one else goes down because that'd be a really rough few yeah. weeks or however long for Godley or Andres for to start be starting. There are two other start uh, starting pitchers uh, on the forty man roster. That's Bo, Bo Takahashi and Emilio Vargas. But then again, they're probably. Uh, I mean, they haven't seen any major league time, and I really doubt they can be a good a big staple in the in the rotation unless they just shock the world and come out there but yeah i mean the the 40 man ro- uh, uh rotation right now 40 man uh, 40 man roster right now is extremely thin and if the, if the diamondbacks suffer another injury before tom walker comes back we i mean i, I know it's probably not going to happen but you know dallas keichel's uh, out there and and i think after tonight midnight you is uh w- his draft uh what do we call it his like draft uh like you can sign him and not lose a draft pick. So I know the Diamondbacks probably won't sign him, but I mean, he's out there and Dallas, Dallas Keuchel on a one-year deal would really help out this team right now. Although I really doubt he's going to go to the Diamondbacks. He probably wants to go to a contender, but I mean, yeah, he's there. And yeah. I doubt the Diamondbacks want him. They'll probably, uh, if they need to sign someone, they'd probably sign someone that's going to be like a 35 year old pitcher for like a year. Dude, we could sign Bartolo. Think about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, this season's already like let's let's be for real. We're not making the playoffs. I mean, why not just sign Bartolo Colon? And he's not a bad like fourth or fifth starter. And like, here's something: he would sell a lot of tickets, and he'd be in the National League, so he get hit. Yeah, every time. But I mean, people, would, I would I would pay a large amount of money to go see Bartolo Colon uh, swing the bat. Uh, so yeah, 
I don't know how many tickets he saw, but he definitely gets the Diamondbacks a lot pop, more popular for a year. Yeah, he would. I mean, if this is probably going to be his last year if someone actually does sign him. As another scoring update, Christian Walker, who it was has been in a huge slump the past month, is he's uh he's three for three tonight, and he just had a two-run shot uh up into the to the TGI Fridays. I think he did it last year off Kershaw, but now he does it here off Zach Wheeler on an inside fastball at 95 miles per hour, and he hit a and he hit his 10th home run of the year. Well, and so it's now four three Diamondbacks in the bottom of the six. I don't know where this was all off the series in Colorado, but <laughs> there's still three outs to, three uh three innings to get. Uh, so, you know, with, and with the way this bullpen's been, who knows how, how, uh, how that's going to last. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to move on into our game recaps for the yeah. week? Uh, yeah. One more injury, uh, injury, uh, update. Jake Lamb was seen taking ground balls at third base today. Now I'm thinking, uh, I, 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 uh, he did suffer a setback during his rehab process. Uh, you know, he got injured in the, in the Dodger series at the beginning of the year. Uh, but he is taking ground balls at third base today. I I could be wrong on this, but I believe he broke his toe, and, and that's what uh, set him back even more. But hopefully Jake Lamb will be back. I mean, we don't really need another first baseman slash third baseman, but, I mean, we'll take any we'll take any position players we get because we're still pretty thin. Uh, Diamondbacks did option on Kevin Crone. And, yeah, right before we get into the recaps, I, I could see uh, Duplantier getting optioned down after this game and Jimmy Scherfee or someone like that getting called up because, yeah, uh, with the way the bullpen and been uh, speaking of third base depth, uh, depth, maybe we could just have Granky as our third baseman. Oh yeah, he was he was act, uh, he was actually seen taking uh, ground balls over at third base in, in the Colorado series, and and Zola said he 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 would be the emergency infielder if they needed him. But I mean, yeah, Granky, I, I I mean, I feel like he'd be uh, he he'd be pretty good at third base. Now he's not going to be a Nolan Arenado, but I mean, I think if we did need a, a emergency guy and you know, maybe it's an extra innings and then we use up the entire bench and someone gets injured you're putting Granky over there a third and I mean he we already see we already seen he can he can absolutely swing it and you know I'm not obviously I don't think he's ever really ever played uh um any innings in, on defense in his career but you know I mean, Granky has uh Granky's a master of the game and he's a he, I think he'd be pretty good at, at third base anyway moving on into the recap now there was uh, early on in the week, there was uh, a lot of good to see, to look at, especially from that series in San Francisco where the Diamondbacks, uh, I don't know if they set or tied a franchise record of runs, but it was way up there. They scored, okay, let me just do the They math. tied the record. I don't they think they beat it. Yeah, they scored 34 runs in a three-game uh, three series in in uh, in San Francisco. The, the final scores were 18-2, to 10-4, and 6-2 to on that three-game uh on that weekend series. And then that final game, that was, that was where Luke Weaver did uh, end up getting injured. Uh, and hopefully not for a quite extensive amount of time, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the first game Diamondbacks won 18 to two. And anytime your leadoff man gets seven at bats, you're probably going to score a lot of runs and win the game. And unless it goes into extra innings, but you, in a nine inning game, when you, when you're, when you, uh, when your leadoff man gets seven at bats, I think you're, you're pretty uh, golden on uh, on winning that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Robbie uh, Ray, um, he went five and a third in this one. Gave up two runs and nine strikeouts. And Robbie Ray had a pretty solid month of May. And we're gonna get into this more later into the show. But you know, the thing is, he only went five and a third against a Giants lineup. Who, who uh, the Giants lineup when they had Tyler Austin as their three hitter, and it's just 
yeah, it, it was it was not it's it was it's not a very good lineup, and you only can go five and a third in that. I mean, yeah, we're gonna get into that later in in, in the show because there's a lot of talk about Robbie Ray, but that's a little concerning. Uh, I was listening to the I was listening to the radio, and I saw a stat that Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray wrote in like something like three and one with a two something ERA in the month of May, but then you look at all but look at his innings. He did he never went past five and a third in all his starts in in May. And I'm not saying he needs to go eight innings and get a get a complete game every 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 time he goes out, but not making it past five and a third with the stuff Robbie Ray has. And again, we're gonna get more into this later in the show, but I mean it's really concerning seeing how and it's it's not because like it's not because like he just doesn't have the stamina. He's reaching like over 100 pitches in all of these, and he just can't in all these starts, and he can't get past the fifth inning or the sixth inning or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, it's it's a real big cause of concern, but. At least Dimebacks did win that one by 16 runs, so you know that's good. And then uh, game on Saturday, Dimebacks won this one 10 to four. This was the game where uh, Taylor Clark made his uh, was it second yeah second major league start after making his first start in Tampa Bay. Six and a third in this one, three runs allowed. Uh, again, some some good to see. Um, and yeah, the Dimebacks just completely took over in this one. Yeah, um, all our pitchers did well and. Uh... Everyone hit ten runs. That's pretty good for even in against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you got It's not it's not a win against the Giants if you don't score ten runs. But anyway, yeah. So that that, that kind of instilled some confidence in this team after they actually lost the series to, to the to the Giants at home uh, before that. And okay, well, guys, here's an update. R.C. Bradley's in the game in the top of the seventh, and the first pitch he throws, he get he allows a single to Juan to uh, Juan Lagares, who's OPS is about, is about 526 this year, so you know that's already great. Uh, yeah, so hopefully Archie Archie can figure out what he's doing here in the seventh, and we can uh, stretch with, with still take a stretch still with the lead. But yeah, and in the series finale, Diamondbacks did uh, end up winning this one by the modest score of six to two. Luke Weaver again, he went five innings in this one. He looked absolutely lights out, and then you know he had to injure his UCL, and yeah, it was just it was just really. Even even though we did win six to two, it kind of felt like a loss just because we because just because we lost Luke Weaver for God knows how long. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can come back at the end of the season and keep doing what he's doing. But uh, this was a solid game. It stinks he got it hurt, and uh, hopefully he's okay and doesn't have to be out long. But uh, even overall, the series was really strong and. No one really struggled our pitching pitching wise. Yeah, I mean, then again, you are facing the the, the Giants of all teams, who uh, I think they let up like six runs in the first inning against the Orioles tonight. But you know, yeah, so it looked all it looked all uh, good for the Diamondbacks going in uh, to to going uh, out out from San Francisco, and it looked like they were right back on track to being a over 500 ball club with a chance at the playoffs, and then. Colorado came and hit, and it just just stopped them from hitting the track. So the first the first game, uh, it, it the Rockies did win this one four three. And the service is, this just looks like a normal game. The Diamondbacks just barely lost, but I mean they just they did just barely lose it. But it was an it was an extra innings game. It went to eleven innings, and the Rockies didn't end up blocking it off. But I don't know what the number was, but I think they had like a runner in scoring position for the for the first seven innings, and they only scored three runs. I mean this was. This was literally giving me flashbacks of mid-season 2017, hence the title of the show, Steinbeck's Entering Mid-Season Woes. Uh, 
that was a good rhyme there. But I mean, they just couldn't. There were just so many stretches throughout the season where they they just couldn't score with runners in scoring position. And this was in 2018 too. I know every MLB team this happens to, but it just seems like the Diamondbacks just do this just way too much. And they just it was. I mean, you they, you always had guys within like you know you, you had like first and second with one out, second and third with two outs. And they just could not get the hit. I don't know if they're just trying to hit it out of the out of the out of the park and onto and over to Boulder, and or if they're just trying. I don't I don't know what what their the whole mental philosophy is or what what why they can't get a whole they can't get a hit with runners score position. But it's if you're if you're going to be a playoff team, uh, driving runners in clutch situations, and they just weren't able to do it in this game. They should have won. They had more hits than the Rockies, but they still lost. Zach Greinke, again, went six innings in this one, only gave up one run, so an, a, another good Zach Greinke start. Uh, but the bullpen, I mean, the bullpen didn't do that bad. Uh, Matt Andres did get the loss, but then again, you can't, I mean, you can't just expect the, the you can't expect the bullpen to just go give you seven scoreless innings out there. I mean, you got to eventually score some runs, and they, from the from the eighth inning on, the Diamondbacks could not score any runs against really a kind of a terrible Rockies bullpen. Um yeah, some of the guys, yeah, especially in cores. Yeah, and at cores too. Gyro Diaz, Carlos Estevez, Scott Oberg. Okay, Scott Oberg is solid. Brian Shaw and Sun Sun Wano. All the guys except Oberg, they're just trash. They're like, like, it's just, I just really don't get it. Sometimes it's that I mean they can go up, they can go up against a, a terrible, terrible bullpen and score zero runs, and then they can go up against the, the freaking, you know, uh, against the. Well, a team like the like the Astros and their bullpen, and they can just score a bunch. But anyway, yeah, just a really frustrating loss, and pretty much all that. Next game, the Diamondbacks lost this one a little more, uh, a little more uh, uh, noticeably by a score of six to two. Uh, this was where Merrill Kelly got his start. He and this is, I mean, he went six and two thirds, but then for some reason, and I know Tori Lovello stated this in the in the post game, but. Uh, they left Merrill Kelly in there for way too long, honestly. Like it was like, so it was like a, what was it? It was, it was like a hundred something pitches, and he was in the seventh inning. And yeah, sure the bullpen was tired, but you only have like six, seven outs to go. And they left Merrill Kelly in, and yeah, just all, just all hell break broke loose. Uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks just weren't able to come back. They was, it was actually, it was tied one one in, in the or sorry, sorry, tied at two two in the seventh inning, and then boom, Merrill Kelly just gives up a gives a boatload of runs there and then boom it, it it's pretty much over uh yeah i mean the dimebacks only able to get two runs off and antonio sensatella and they yeah, just the offense was cold in course which you know if you're not going to pick up your offense course then who who knows where you're gonna pick it up but yeah so anyway that was that archie bradley also gave up uh two runs in an inning three walks i mean just a really just just a bad bad loss and it's just one you just you really just got to move forward from but yeah, and then in the third game of the series, the Diamondbacks also lost this one five to four. Again, they just couldn't score late, and they you know couldn't get anything going. Robbie Ray, and this is where I want to pick up the Robbie Ray discussion. So, Robbie Ray in this one goes four and two thirds, four runs allowed, four walks, and, and six strikeouts. Now, sure, six strikeouts is good, but then you're giving up eight hits uh, and four runs and four walks in four and two thirds innings. I mean. It just seems Robbie Ray. This is a pitcher he is now. He can't get through the the, the fifth inning, or the can't he can't get through the sixth inning anymore. I mean, I remember in 2017, um, 
2017, he uh, he just uh, you know he was completely lights out. I'm gonna look up his stats real quick, but I mean, yeah, do you just see Robbie Ray as a completely different pitcher that he, than he was in uh, in 2017, where he had that All Star year? Yeah. Yeah, in 2017, uh, he he did only uh, appear in 28 games because he he uh, had a he had a head injury. Uh, he got hit with a line drive. I think it was in St. Louis. Uh, but yeah, he went 162 innings. He he had a 218 strikeouts for a uh, strike K's per nine of 12.1. He was seventh in Cy Young voting. He had a uh, he had 289 ERA. He was just completely lights out. And then this year he has. Uh, this year he ha- he has a three five nine ERA, which isn't bad. But then again, I mean, he can't go more than five innings. And now, I'm not saying like he needs to, he needs to go seven innings or whatever. I know this is this is modern baseball and pitchers don't go very far. But I, I feel like he he's he has that ace ace potential. That's what they talked about him when coming up with Detroit and then with the early years in Arizona. But he just cannot figure out his walks. And yet his walks per nine. Uh, in 2017, was at 3.9 under four, and not, this year it's over five. So, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to like talk. I don't want to like bring this up because I feel like this is something I could ruin someone's career. But I mean, maybe he just has the yips. And like, if you remember Rick and Keel, you know, remember he when he pitched, was pitching with uh, St. Louis before he became an outfielder. Yeah, yeah, and then he had that one playoff game. I don't know if you remember this, but. Uh, he had that one playoff game where he threw like, like five wild pitches. pitches in a row. Yeah, and then just for some reason, sometimes pitchers and, and it's all sports too. I mean, I think uh, Jared Saltalamakia had the ups too, where he couldn't throw the ball back to uh, couldn't throw the ball back to the mound um, without without like like flinching a bunch. But yeah, maybe this is like maybe Robbie Ray is just is just you know maybe he uh, in this in the, yeah in the post game. After the after this uh, loss to Colorado, he just kind of just looked lost and confused of why he couldn't throw strikes anymore. And you know, I don't want to accredit this. I don't know, like, I don't want to credit this to, to the concussion he had in 2017 because that that just seems like not related. But I mean, there's something obviously going wrong in Robbie Ray's mind of why he can't throw strikes because he is a lights out pitcher when he's on his game. I mean, I remember just watching him against the Dodgers in 2017. I mean, he looked like the best. He looked like Randy Johnson 2.0, basically. So, Well, I, uh, I think his concussion definitely could be contributing to uh, his lack of strikes recently and his amount of walks because he'll be afraid. He doesn't want to get hit in the head again, of course, and uh, of maybe he'll, he's trying to make – he's trying too hard not to make a mistake again that will get him hit in the head, so yeah. he ends up walking more people. Well, and I think four runs isn't really that bad, but in four innings it is bad. If he could yeah. go six, seven innings with four runs, that wouldn't be terrible. But in only four innings, it's yeah. I remember there was a there was a catcher for the Mets. I think I don't remember his name, but basically he also had the yips. And I think some psychologic, uh, some psychologist, uh, sports psychologist, linked it back to like a uh, like a traumatic childhood event he had. And that's why he couldn't, you know, throw like throw the ball back to the uh, back to the mound. And I don't know if 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 Robbie Ray has like some subconscious thing like after 2017, and he's like, you know, he just like his body's or his mind's like thinking about that line drive he took off the uh, took off uh, the head in St. Louis. But and obviously, and not, I'm not saying this is it. Like that, I, this is just all speculation at this point because like it could just be that he's losing his control just for no reason and. 
But I mean, it, it's just, it's something that you really hate to see happen to players because it's really nothing they can control. Um, I think Chris Davis also talked about Chris Davis, the athletics guy, not the not the Orioles guy. He also talked about this. That's kind of why he got traded from Milwaukee to Oakland is because he couldn't really throw the ball in from the outfield very well. And he wrote about it. I think it was in a player tribune article and he he called like the yips like a a creature and then he couldn't escape it and that's kind of i i don't know if it's the same thing with robbie ray but it just seems like it's getting worse and worse every start and that he just can't i don't know that he just can't figure it out and he can't not walk guys is you know yeah um and uh even Chris Davis of the Orioles probably part of the reason his streak went so long is as it gets goes longer one of my coaches has mentioned how, like, if you're struggling, then you're going to try, you're going to over-adjust, and you might do something, and then it'll be even harder to get back on track. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think it's just all a mental thing, because Robbie Ray has lights-out stuff, but I just can't see him being such a, a, a big part of the uh, of this rotation in the future like we, you, like we thought he was going to be back in 2017. Oh, we actually have a caller right now, right before the end of the show. Matthew from Surprise wanted to talk. How you, how's it going, Matthew? Good. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, our recent slump has been terrible. Like we got swept oh, yeah. by the Rockies, and they've all been like somewhat close games, but we've had it and then blew it because of our. Honestly, it's our pitching that's been doing like the damage for us. Yeah, we we, yeah, we scored ten runs yesterday and we still lost. But yeah. And yeah, we got walked walk off, off three times. By, yeah. And I think the reason why our, Robbie Ray's performance has been doing, like, terrible, because I think – didn't he have, like, a Tommy John, or which pitcher was that? I don't think he had Tommy John. I, I, I can't I, – no, because he had a concussion back in 2017. That's why his time was limited. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think he – I can't remember if he had um, – he, he, I remember – I thought he did. I don't – he didn't ever have Tommy John because I was just looking at his his, his starts for the year and he made it he made twenty four starts last year so I think he had an injury last year but only with Tommy John I think you're thinking of like Walker or uh, someone but yeah oh, okay it's, yeah I it's, got all, you. it's all can just be injuries but yeah yeah but let's yeah, talk but... about the loss the loss from yesterday my goodness oh I was, yeah if you if you follow my Diamondbacks page you saw I was just not I was just not having it this game the, I was livid but, okay so first of all Taylor Clark gets a start here and he gets rocked typical core seal game you know it, it's like what's the score it's like it's like seven five by the by the by the third or something like that and it's just and the Diamondbacks they I think they were down if I can just add up the box score right here um and they were down eight eight five going to the eighth inning and then they scored five runs in five runs the eighth inning so you think okay now they're up they're up ten to seven or sorry ten to eight with two with six outs to go let's just put our guys in and we can get this done but no, uh, Yoan Lopez comes in, and who's been completely lights out all year. I think, I think his ERA entering Agreed. was like one, something like that. And he comes in, he gets up two runs, and the game's tied. Um, and then Yoshi Rana gets up the uh, walk-off single with Daniel Murphy, and the Diamondbacks lose this one, ten to eleven. I mean, if you're, and I know there was like the error in the eighth inning or whatever, but if you score ten runs in a major league baseball game, minor league baseball game too, you should win that game. There, there is no excuse. I know it, it was a bullpen day, but there's no excuse you, should, you need to give up 11 runs to to to, the, to your opponent and lose that game. It's just exactly like yeah. And, and I know the bullpen was taxed, but you could just that's just not inexcusable. I mean, McFarland. You can't be giving up like a walk off. 
you can't be giving up when you think you're going to win a game. You're up ten to eight or whatever score you're up. You just can't be giving up like a walk off or any runs with your bullpen. That's how you know you need to work on either your pitching or your bullpen. Yeah, I think like, I think it's the I think it's the pitching because it's certainly the bullpen has not been great. I mean, but there's been some good guys like Lopez in there. Chafin's actually been decently solid this year. Well, the thing is, your the the long man went went farther than the uh, the long man went farther than than the uh, than the starter. So yeah, McCarlo went three innings. Uh, Clark only went two. So I, I think yeah. if if Clark is able to go you know, maybe five or six, I think the Diamondbacks would have a much better uh, chance of winning this game. All right. Well, Matthew, I want to thank you for joining the show tonight. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see yeah. you next time. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Diamondback's currently playing the Mets right now. It is uh, – Archie Bradley did get out of that inning, and now he's actually hitting for himself. So, maybe he's going to pitch the uh, pitch the eighth also. But, yeah, we want to thank all of you for tuning in. We will be back actually Sunday as we switch over uh, – switch networks over. But, yeah, we will see you next time. Adios and goodbye. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fector. Rattle Up is a Baseball Podcast Network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710, and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D. CAS1, SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network, and YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.